right, we are back with show number two today on this Tuesday. So we usually don't go live at this time, but I found a special guest and wanted to get her on and get her on as soon as possible. So we pick this time now. So this is going to be, I have this listed as a bonus episode because I have all of my thumbnails numbered for the week and I don't want to go and have to renumber them all. So, so we're just going to call this one a bonus episode. But we're going to be talking about the steps you take once you realize that the path you're on is not the path that you necessarily want to be on. And before we get there, so if you're joining me on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you're joining me live on either of my Facebook pages, please like and share the video so we can spread the word. So and if you're brand new, you have no idea what I'm talking about. This show is all about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, and we want to inspire our listeners if you're stuck in a rut or if you're, you're holding back on accomplishing that one thing that you really want to accomplish, hopefully we can inspire you to take that leap of faith and run towards your dreams. All right. And if you don't know about me, here's a quick video letting you know who I am. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of front of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. All right, so if you caught the last episode, I'm going to be doing the same teachable moment of the day because it's still the same day. And it's about busting excuses. So in my fitness accountability group, we just started it yesterday, and I'm on this mission to crush excuses because everybody, there's not one person on this planet that doesn't have things happen to them at some point. But you still have to show up. You still have to be working toward your goals. And you got to be mindful for that thing that you really, really want. So if you start your day hitting snooze, you're already procrastinating on your dreams. If something pops up and then you let it derail your entire day, it's like you, you've lost focus and you wasted a day that you could be working towards your towards your dreams. Now, I'm a single parent of five children. Obstacles happen every friggin' day, but I still have to show up for the gym. I have to show up for my personal training clients. I have to show up for my podcast guests. I have to get in contact with my podcast guests and make all the thumbnails. Like, I don't have an assistant. I'm a one-man show, and I'm also an athlete. I play sports. I coach. I'm a, a official for USA Track and Field. Like, your boy is busy, and do things come up? Yes, things come up, but you have to handle the things that come up and then show up. Okay, when you show up, good things are going to happen for you. 
So that's today's teachable moment. So now before I bring my guest in, so I'm in a lot of different groups. <laughs> look at this. Look at you. Look at you, Melanie. <laughs> so I'm in a lot of different groups. And I'm in these groups because you never know who you're going to come across. And so I'm on this, this one group called, called Alignable. I really don't pay much attention to it, to, to, to be honest with you, because I have so many other things going on. But I got an email with my my guest I'm about to introduce, and it popped up, and it, it caught my eye. It didn't necessarily caught my eye what she's doing, but when I read the backstory, the journey that she took to get there. And I was like, I want to reach out and see if I can get her on the show so we can get deeper into that story. And she agreed. Here she is. So help me welcome Remy Jones to the show. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, you did. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> right <laughs> as I was saying, I wasn't I wasn't feeling too too confident. You know, I thought there were like <laughs> some missing accents or something somewhere. <laughs> All right. So you're here in Little Roadie, right? Yes, I am. Yep. All right. You born and raised? Yep, born and raised in Little Rhode Island. Um, I grew up on the West End of Providence. Okay, nice. I used to, no, I was I was on the Silver Lake side, but I used to coach basketball in the Silver Lake side and West End. They were our, they were our rivals. Oh, okay. <laughs> Always came down that down to us and them in in, uh, in basketball. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. All right, so all right, so you you said you you're born and raised here and. So as a as a child, what did you see yourself doing for a career? Um, I honestly didn't I didn't have, you know, usually kids they say, I want to be a doctor or I want to be yeah. this or whatever. Um, I honestly wasn't thinking about that as a child for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. my brain was everywhere else. Um, and also too, I was a product of my own environment. So I was just worried about going outside, hanging with my friends, really really wasn't thinking about that um the only time i really started thinking about like seriously okay what do i want to do for real for real is when i got to high school um because you know they they tell you about college they ask you what colleges you're thinking about applying for um i ended up going to the met high school which was an amazing high school people used to clown the met but the met is absolutely amazing um, I got to learn things hands-on because I did a lot of internships. Um, so at first I was like, maybe I want to be a principal. I don't know. So I did an internship at Hope High School when I was the assistant principal. And then I said, well, maybe I want to be an assistant teacher. You know, let's try that out. So I was an intern at Carnegie Lauro Elementary School, you know. So I put, I got some hands-on training and different things. And I was just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> then I said, then I started getting into this hobby. I started designing my own clothes. Um, I was sewing things together. I said, maybe I want to be a fashion designer. Let's try that. <laughs> so by the time that happened, I was already going into like my senior year in high school. Um, I applied for Johnson & Wales University. I got in, um, so I was a fashion major there, um, as well as I was studying business management. Uh, but then I was like, nah, this ain't it. So what am I gonna do, <laughs> you know? Um, then I, after Johnson & Wales, I ended up going into like a crazy path where I was like, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of school. Um, I left Johnson & Wales, I took a few years off of school and I was just playing around, procrastinating, and really wasn't heading in the right direction as far as not doing anything bad or anything. Yeah. But just being lazy. I don't know. Something happened to me where I was just like not really motivated to do anything. Um, so I I ended up 
something motivated me. I, I went to go see my uncles in a different state and I seen that they had good careers. They was happy. They was traveling. And that one thing clicked. And I said, let me go back to school. Um, I went to CCRI, started studying law, um, paralegal studies. Okay. And it's something that I was like, oh, I really love this. And, you know, I was like, well, I didn't think I was going to love it. Um, but then I started doing like for work. I started promoting for a team in the state of Rhode Island where celebrities would come in um, to perform in different um, venues and stuff out here. And uh, one of the people that I was working for, the, the promoters was like, oh, you have a great personality. Why don't you be a spokesperson for us and do this? You have the face for it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm shy. I don't know if I could do that stuff. I don't like people like that. You know, I, <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that stuff. You know, they, but he was like, you're funny. You're this. And I was just like, but I was also the uh, outcast. So I was always like the nerdy. I wasn't... Mm. I used to be a tomboy. I had corn braids and fit. I wasn't like that. You know, I just started tapping into um, getting dressy. Cause like I said, I grew up on the West end. I was a product of my own environment. Right. So I yeah. wasn't really like a girly girl like that. So once I started transitioning into that, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try it. So I ended up taking a communications class at CCRI just the, you know, help me with my public speaking and to speak in front of a, a big audience just to prepare myself for that. And once I, once I did that, I got a, a email saying, Hey Remy, I think you should audition for this television show in New York city. So I was like, I don't know, you know? Um, but I was like, let me just do it because to grow, like growing is uncomfortable. Right. So yes. I said, F it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you only live one time. And, and that was my attitude at that time. So I was jumping into everything. Nice. Um, All right. So All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let me pause you right there. Right. TV show in New York. Let me write that down and we'll pick it. We'll pick it back up. Cause you, you mentioned a couple of times that you were a product of your environment. Describe that environment. Rough. Um, it was pretty bad. I was fighting a lot. Um, I, I fought a lot in, in middle school. I got kicked out of school. There was a lot of stuff that I was going through just in a neighborhood. Of, we was just bad kids. You know what I mean? We was just doing what we do and we live in a hood. So that's basically what it was. And I was just going down uh, the wrong path when it, when it came down to that. Okay. How would you describe your relationship with your parents? Um, my relationship with my parents is really, really good. Me and my mom and my dad is actually super tight. Um, they're separated. So, you know, my dad, he lived in New York. So I used to go to New York from time to time, um, see him stay out there for a little while. So you could say I was raised in both Providence and New York City, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a pretty good relationship with my parents. I did. Do you have any siblings? Yep. Um, from my dad's side, I have four siblings from him. And then on my mom, it's just me and my brother. Okay. Nice. And how, how's that dynamic? It's great. It's wonderful. Um, there's things that I've learned um, as far as like breaking family curses and things that, you know, mm -hmm. I want to get better for myself. Um, what are some of the things that I've, I've learned about myself? I learned that I wasn't that affectionate. Um, we don't do that in my household that much. So there's things like that, that I've learned that I try to tell other people, Hey, express yourself, you know, tell people how you feel and, you know, love on other people. This as an adult, that's what I started learning from my household. But other than that, it was great.
Yeah, see, we 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 a lot of who we are stems from from the childhood, which is why I like to ask questions regarding that. Like I had a woman on the show the other day, and you no, know, outside of this, I help people create stories as well from from things that they went through in their past. And this one one woman I had asked her, I said, you know, why don't you tell that story? And she's like, well, growing up, I wasn't allowed to be heard. Mm. She's like, so, so I never developed a skill of how to express myself, you know? So like, so going through what you went through growing up, how do you feel that helped shape you for what you're doing now? Um, I feel like it helped me as far as being confident um, in myself. Yeah. I have seven uncles. That's for one. Okay. Um, so just them being, it's just masculine energy. Like a lot of people, like I said, mm. I used to be a tomboy, right? So my <laughs> my energy was not really feminine. Like that it was very masculine. It was very like, um, very confident <laughs> about myself. Um, I know what I want. I know when I want it. And I go after what I want. Even though I had periods of time where I was unmotivated, um, just wanting to hang out with my friends and not really go back to school and not really, you know what I'm saying? Take those necessary steps for me to be successful earlier um, in my life, you know? And also too, um, I did have a lot of push for my mom and stuff like that. But sometimes as kids or younger adults, right, we have to fall on our butts in order to understand because you could be the best parent in the world, but your child has their own mind and they're going to do what they want anyway. So it's just a lot of crap that I had to learn. Yeah, saying a lot of pa- parents don't realize that. And when I first became a parent, you know, twenty almost twenty three years ago, I was I was that kind of do what I say and shut your mouth kind of kind of dad. But then mm-hmm. as you as you get older, you realize like that's not that's not the best course. You know, may, maybe when they're little little to give them a foundation, because mm-hmm. because in the real world there's rules. You know, like I, I was having a talk with my my oldest daughter the other day about that. I said, you know, you guys thought thought I was coming down hard on you. I said, but when you're when you have a job, there's rules. They tell you when to show up. They tell you what what to wear. They tell you how how to have your hair. They tell you if you can have tattoos visible or not. Like this, there's just rules in life. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, but on the other side of that is you have to forge your path. Like I can tell you what I think your strengths are, but only you know where your passion lies. Mm. And, and as I'm helping people craft their stories, a lot of it is they're trying to undo stuff that was put in from their parents, their aunts, their uncles, and their teachers and, mm. you know, coaches. And, and people end up adopting a reality that somebody else has for them mm. instead, instead of forging their own reality. That's and, right. See, and that's what I liked in when I was reading on your website where you said you were working in, in a place or, or you said working for someone just wasn't the right path anymore. So mm-hmm. so before we get there, so let's go back to the TV show in New York City. So you decided to go all in. What happened next? Yep. So I did the audition. Um, I really I really loved it and I didn't think I was going to love it. And they actually said, wow, you was amazing. We, we definitely want you to be a correspondent for the show. Um, so I did it. And I was just like, you know, can I talk about this? Or can I talk about that? There, like, there was just things that I couldn't do or move how I wanted to move because it wasn't my own show, right? So I was mm. just like, eh, I'm over it. You know, I kind of felt kind of trapped. So I said, all right, I'm just going to start the Remy TV show so that I'm able to interview who I want, when I want, whenever time I want. 
and talk about the stories that are meaningful to me. Um, and that's what I did, you know, and it's so crazy because I don't know if, if it's like this for you, but starting your own show or just anything that you're doing, that's brand new, you start to lose friends. Like I started to lose friends mm-hmm. over this, um, just people that wasn't on the same time as me anymore. It started to get really weird. Like, um, but I'm happy that I'm in this place, even though I've lost a lot of people. But um, yeah, it's it's been a crazy journey for sure. Yeah, if you lost them, they weren't meant to be there, it's, right? It, it sounds cliche, but but it's true. If you're doing something that you're passionate about and that's gonna better your life, if somebody can't get on board with that, you don't need them. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. I I noticed certain things like um, even for myself is. If my friend is going, like calling me, for instance, about drama all day, right? About drama, about men issues or whatever the case (laughs) is, you know? Um, And I have to focus on writing my interview questions, booking interviews. I got to travel here, travel there. And a lot of people did not understand. And a lot of people would tell me that I've changed. I knew that was coming. and a lot of people would tell me that I don't have time for them anymore. And they think that I was neglecting them. But I'm like, no, I am not neglecting you. I'm just trying to get my life on the right path. Um, and we are two different people. So we have two different lifestyles and different things that we want to do with ourselves. So you have to understand that this is something I really love to do. And this is something that you really love to do. And it's okay that you're not a business owner. And it's okay that you want to do a nine to five, but I'm not working a nine to five. I'm literally working, working 24 seven. So there's a difference um, between what you're doing and what I'm doing. And I will make time for you, but yeah, I just went through a lot of, a lot of stuff uh, coming into doing Remy TV. Um, But I'm happy, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. That's good. And that's all that matters. So like I said in my intro video about the clarity of vision, like that's, that's huge because things changed for me once I finally got it. Same thing, trying to be everything for everyone. And people tell, oh, you're a father now. You have to do this. Or you're yeah. you're this now. You have to do do that. And and you get that in your head. Like, I dropped out of college. So, three times. And so, you know, you get that stigma. If you don't have a college degree, then you can't do nothing. You'll be pumping mm. gas or you'll be flipping burgers. And so, I ended up managing restaurants for a while not just playing small, like not thinking I could still do those big things. Cause as a child, I've always been a dreamer. I'm still a dreamer. Now I have a very, very abstract mind and I wanted to be some type of entertainer. Like, I don't know if I wanted, wanted to sing, if I wanted to act, I just know I'm really good in front of people. And, mm-hmm. and so those qualities were kind of coming out in the restaurant because I, I had to, to lead my team and I'd let them with my own quirky personality way. You know, I could drop the hammer if I needed to, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy-go-lucky by nature. But then just as I started having kids and I started missing things, you know, missing birthday parties or having to leave early, you know, mm-hmm. missing missing the tooth come through, missing the first steps being taken. Like, and I don't want to be that dead. Yeah. You know, it's like, I want to be involved. I want to be able to go to everything the way my dad was. My dad mm-hmm. was at everything. And I wanted that. And then it just hit me one day, like, I can change this. It's like, I don't have to wait for anyone else. Like, I don't have to wait for the government to pass a law or for for something else to happen. I'm like, I can change this. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I can do it. That's right. So 
what what was it like for you when you realized I I can't do this anymore? Um, I feel like it was really eye opening. Um, also to finding myself that was a part of it. Mm. Just knowing me and and a lot of people like how you said. Um, if you don't have what people are telling you, if you don't have a college degree, then this is the result of that and and stuff like that like letting other people tell me what my life is supposed to be like or how my life is going to be because i'm not doing a b and c you know so i had to find myself and stop letting people get in my ear about their expectations because this is my expectations and i know that i can do this and you're not going to tell me anything because i'm gonna do what i want anyway you know but that all came about when i started knowing myself and being truthful to me like Remy, think about this. Look, think what other people are telling you. That's crazy for people to tell you that. That those are the people that will literally drag you down and keep you here because they don't want to see you growing and they don't want to see you doing better to them. So why are you listening to somebody who doesn't even own a business, who doesn't even know anything about LLCs or anything like that, tell you on how to run your shit? <laughs> I say that about fitness all the time, <laughs> right. all the time. You you see see these people that haven't picked up a, a weight or ran a hundred meters a day in their life, trying to tell, oh, that's a scam, that's a this, you know. Yeah. That's, like, how would you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like you're Let judging something, you something that you're not doing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Somebody told me, why are you going to do Remy TV? Rhode Island is mad small. You can't do nothing with that. You can't do nothing with that here. I even had a professional in the industry tell me, but why would Forbes want to write about you? Somebody told me that. Somebody said, how are you going to get in Forbes? I was like, really? I was like, you're trying to tell me that my show is not good enough to be featured in these major blogs or these major magazines. Why? Because I'm from a small state. Why? Because you don't think it's big enough. Don't put your shit on me. You know, and every time somebody told me like things like that, it would just motivate me. Right. And I was in my room with my laptop open. Like I'm getting that shit. Watch. I'm getting for it. (laughs) And I was pitching, pitching and, and you know what I'm saying? Telling people my story and guess what? And then when it happened, that same person was like, I always believed in you, girl. (laughs) It always happens. (laughs) I said, you did? You did? Hold on. And I had to, and sometimes you got to be petty, right? Well, you don't got to be petty, but don't listen to me. Don't don't listen to me, y'all. But I did screenshot when she said that to me. I went all the way back up. I screenshot and said, but you said this, remember? Mm. Why should Forbes write about you? So no, stop the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And you will no longer have access to me after today. Okay? We don't do fake over here, Okay. It's either you believe in me or you don't. And yeah. it, you're dragging me down or you're not. But those are the, you have to also, too, choose who to associate yourself with, right? You yes. can't associate yourself with users and abusers and just takers and takers, yeah. Fakers, all of that stuff, you know? So it's all about who you're surrounding yourself with, too. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Like when I started my fitness business, so now I kind of got thrust into it. Like I, I was doing it as a hobby. Then it kind of grew a little bit. And I was still holding on to the management job. Because, again, you had those self-limiting beliefs. Like I got a guaranteed paycheck. You know, I got kids. got the house. got the cars. It's like, um, mm-hmm. you know, how do you just walk away? But I was working 240 hours a week in the restaurant. And I was working, I mean, a month. Sorry, a month. <laughs> there's, there's not even 240 in a week. So I was working 240 hours a month in the restaurant. And I was working 12 a month 
doing training on the side and I was making almost equal equal money, you know, but just with any business, as you know, there's ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. peaks and valleys. So it was tough to walk away, but then I lost my management job and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go full force into fitness. Again, still having no major business background that I thought, but I was managing restaurants for 15 years doing hiring, doing firing, doing sales forecasting, doing income statements and profit and loss statements, doing interviews, leading staff meetings, leading regional meetings. So it's like I actually had a lot more in the tank than I gave myself credit for. Mm-hmm. And and that's a big, big reason why I don't do the standard interviews, because like I want to get to people's backstories. It's like what it's like what propelled you to do what you want to do. And not one person has said, you know what, I just got out, went, went to college and landed right into my dream position. Like it's right. it's, it's rare. You know, this is like the 194th episode I've done. Now one person has said that they usually end up doing something but their heart is always leaning in another direction. And right. then, then it's that inner struggle, you know, to, to get the courage to take that leap. Right. And you just never know what could, what could spark up a passion. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you're religious or if you believe in God or whatever the case is, but I, I really feel like God put me in that position to be able to do Remy TV. Because like I said, I wasn't even thinking about media. I didn't know, I didn't care about media, wasn't studying it, wasn't doing any of it. And I just so happened, the person just so happened to say, hey, be a spokesperson, which led me to want to do communication classes and and different things like that. So, yes, you just never know. You just never know what could happen. Yeah, sometimes you just need, need a spark. And when I'm helping people with their stories, so now they're, they're thinking that, I'm going to help them, you know, overcome whatever this hurt was. Like, I'm no doctor. It's like, there's medical professionals out there for that. I said, I'm, I'm going to help you piece together one second after whatever it is you went through, through today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's my role here. So if you were in a, a violent relationship, what do you call it? Abusive. If you're in an abusive relationship, like, we're not necessarily going to talk about the actual abuse. No, we're going to talk about how you picked up the pieces. So that way we can take your story, extract the teachable moments, and then you can help someone else that's worse off than you right now. That's right. And then, yeah, we take your story and we will motivate that person. Like, going back to my video again, where it said where I was told I would never run or jump again. Mm. I'm a competitive athlete. Even now at 47, like I'm still a competitive athlete. Mm-hmm. So for the doctor telling me that, you know, I had two choices. I could just accept his diagnosis and not try to push through it. Or I could fuel my own inner spirit and be like, you know what? You just fix my knee and then I'll take it from there. Yeah. You know, and like you were saying earlier, I mean, I definitely believe in a higher power. I don't know if it's God. I don't know if it's the universe. I don't know what it is, but there's something driving humanity. Mm-hmm. And if you just start on the path, you're going to start seeing other opportunities. Oh, yeah. where, where a lot of people go wrong is they get stuck in their rut. You know, and, and, I, and I, I was there. You know, how, how am I going to do fitness? What if I, what if I this? What if I default on the cards? What if I can't make the mortgage payment? Like, I let all of those, those negative thoughts enter my brain until one day I was like, what if none of that happens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what if I just get started 
and people want to train with me. And then they bring other people who want to mm-hmm. train with me. And then I start selling supplements and then they want to buy the supplement. Then I make apparel and they want to buy the apparel. Like I just launched an apparel store just, just yesterday for the winter line. And it's like, I got, you know, capris for the ladies and I got sweatpants and hoodies and win- winter hats. I got, got the winter hat right here. Okay, fitness. I see you. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> but, but it all took that first step of saying, what if it works? Right. You know? Yeah, you just got to take a chance on life. You just got to gamble and roll the dice. You know? Exactly. How it is. Um, I had just made an investment on myself and it's something that could hurt me or help me, you know, but mm-hmm. I had to do it and it cost me thousands of dollars, but yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you just got to take a gamble and say F it. See, but what's the potential of that investment? Something major. See, <laughs> it's like yeah, that's, it's not, it's that's not, what people have to see. Yeah, it's something major. So, you know, I'll just pray about it and it is what it is. I can't dwell on it. I can't. It's nothing I can do about it. What's done is done. Yeah. Let's just see if it helps or hurts. Yeah, that this goes back to last year. Well, 20, two, two years ago now. God, this pandemic's been around this long. So mm-hmm. this was back in 2020 when the gyms got shut down. Oh, and, and, and I really went full force with the podcast because I started the podcast in September of 2019, but my father was sick. And so, like, I wasn't very consistent with it because we were con- constantly driving up to Hartford where where uh, he was in the hospital. And so I wasn't consistent with it. So just before he passed, I told him, I was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to go full force with this podcasting and this speaking. And he, he's like, just just make it happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, I got to make it happen. And so I went through, started pitching myself, and I had eight gigs lined up for the beginning of 2020. I was like, all right, game on. You know, That's game right. On. See? You just got to do it. You just yes. got to do it. I tell people all the time. And I said, also, put money away, okay? Put money away because a lot of things you have to pay to play. You may have to pay to perform or you may have to – Yo, put money away for yourself. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, some people take the advice and some people don't. And just like I tell business owners, I said, also, don't leave your nine to five. Let your nine to five fund your business. You don't have yes. to take out a loan right now. Yep. Don't worry about getting an LLC. I try to teach people the differences between sole proprietorship and LLC and when it's time to switch over from one to the other because yep. you're listening to the wrong people. You don't have to jump into LLC if you're not making no money. If you get an LLC, you have to pay $500 a year in taxes. You're not ready for that yet. So (laughs) it's just, it's just different things that go into it that I try to help people and try to lift people up um, because people give people wrong information Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm doing my best and my part to pull people up and bring people in. Um, That also comes with a lot of responsibility too. Um, It also comes with a lot of chitter chatter. Um, good and bad mm-hmm. but you know i love i definitely love what you're doing i definitely love that you highlight um different people doing things in a community and doing things um that's special thank you i think it's dope um and you i also want you to let me know what i could do to help you um so that we could uplift our platforms even more higher We'll we'll do, but we still we still got we still got about a half hour. No, no, I was just about you. No, I appreciate that. I, I love what you're doing. I love the hats and all of that. Let me see your shirt. Is that part of your line too? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm trying to. 
I started working out last year because I'm trying okay. to get some weight, right? Yeah. So what is your, I know you're interviewing me, but I have a question for you. Go ahead. What is your fitness advice for people that's trying to gain weight? Because a lot of people think that people are only trying to lose weight, but people want to gain weight too. Mm-hmm. So, so what is your advice? So it's the same, it's the same scenario as trying to lose weight. It's like you want to eat clean, you want to drink plenty of water, but you just get to eat more. Like you get mm. to eat bigger, bigger portions. You want to lift heavy, heavier weights. I mean, not every single day, but you want to lift heavier weights so you can get the, the muscle breakdown so we can repair and heal, heal bigger and stronger. But a lot of it too is gonna depend on your body, your body structure, like on your frame. Like mm. I have a small frame. You know, it's like people tell me all the time, like I have big arms. Like I don't have big arms. It's like you look at some some of these like really, really me heads, like my arms will never grow to that size because my metabolism and my frame won't allow for it. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So like we, like we would have to take a full a full assessment of your body type and then see what's feasible for you for you to accomplish. Mm. So but for like for, so for anyone that says, Oh, oh, I have the one answer for that, like there is no one answer because we're, we're all different. You know, like, I just can't look at you and tell you how your metabolism works. True. <laughs> you know, so, so it just depends. But, I mean, the lifting he- heavier, that's a definite because you need the muscle breakdown. You know, eating more is a definite. But if you have a super fast metabolism, maybe your body is just not built for it. Mm, interesting. Thank you. My pleasure. Yes, yeah, definitely a possibility. But um, back back to the storytelling part is what pe- what people don't understand and, and and this is why I have it written up above us where your true power lies in your story is that you actually have the power to save someone's life right and so I, I had a woman on my show she suffers she was suffering from systemic lupus and granted I didn't know what that was I had to I had to look it up and and so as we're going back and forth she said that the doctors basically told her that there's really nothing else they can do for her. Like, you know, it's like, it's not going to kill you, but you're going to be in pain. Right. And, and so just like I said, with my doctor, I chose to not accept his diagnosis, you know, like no disrespect to your, to your PhD. I said, but you, you don't know me like that. Mm-hmm. And so she went the food route. And so she studied up on different food combinations and stuff. And then over time, it lessened the effects of her illness. And so she started putting herself out there and sharing her story. She got a spot on her local news. I believe she's out of Ohio. Mm. And two weeks later, she gets a random Facebook message of a woman who saw that episode that said she was on the verge of taking her life because she had the same illness and she couldn't deal with the pain anymore. And then she, she caught that episode Wow, and then they they linked up, and you know she shared what she was doing with the the juicing and the the eating clean and everything, and it reversed the effects of mm. her illness. So, so all from you know people think that getting up and talking about themselves is selfish. Like it's not selfish. It's like if, if you tell your story in the right way, there is so much power in there. I agree with that hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yes. All right. So let's talk about Remy TV. So when you were coming up with the concept for it. Like just, just how did it all come come together? Um, I wanted to highlight people of color. Okay. Um, I feel like that we don't get enough shine, and I, especially in Rhode Island, there's a lot of gatekeeping involved. Um, just different things. The industry is very dirty. Um, just people that don't want to see you, you know, win. You know, um, there's people at the top of the food chain. Yep. 
And if they don't, if they're not feeling you, and, and it all has to do with too, like politics, like just different things. Politics is huge. It's very huge. And I feel like, okay, I'm the type of person that, that says, oh, you're going to try to play me? I'm going to go around. I'm going to go to the other mm. door. Oh, I'm going to go above <laughs> yep. you. I'm going to go under you. Oh, you're trying to say I can't do this? No, er, wrong. I'm going over here. <laughs> Love it. So that's what I did. So I said, okay, Rhode Island's not trying to give me my shine, which still to this day, I still haven't been featured in Provident Journal, um, been on any radio station. So I said, oh, you're trying to play me. Like, I'm not that ish. Like, I said, <laughs> I'm going to go to New York. I said, keep trying to play me. I'm going to New York. I went to New York, went on um, Hot 97, been on Shade 4-5 with DJ K Slay, sat next to Benny the Butcher, did this, did that. All outside of Rhode Island, which is things that are way bigger than things here in the state. So I said, oh, okay. Same thing with Prime Journal. I said, Prime Journal, you don't have to feature me. You don't have to talk about me because guess what? I'm in Forbes. Guess what? I'm in Boston. Guess what? I don't need that. You know, so there's ways of going about it to go around um, and just bigger platforms. And it's no offense, guy. I love my state, but it is what it is. I got to keep it real when I'm telling you that there's gatekeepers here and they want to keep the same people in the same small circles in the same they're uplifting each other and not helping yeah. nobody else on the bottom. So now that I am making my plat, well, my platform is obviously bigger now. I'm able to go around those gatekeepers because I could pull people in with me. Mm. You know what I mean? It That's makes right. it easy. It's like you don't gotta win in Rhode Island. Who cares? You could win and make money in different other states or do this in different other states and be popping. So if your state don't wanna, if your state don't love you, they're gonna love you over here. Mm -hmm. I can go to Atlanta and I have people, um, I've been paparazzi before, I have walked red carpets and stuff before, and then when I come home, it's like, yeah, whatever. Yes, like I've been in 320 publications. Not one, not once have I been in the Providence Journal. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? I've been on TV. I've been in, in Australian television. Four times, Australian. Now, granted, during the pandemic, I did get interviewed a few times when the gyms were shut down. Mm -hmm. But like my podcast, no, no, no mention. I'm an I'm an organ donor. Like August, August is National Minority Organ Organ Donor Awareness Month, and I pitched to all of the, our local. Nothing. Crickets. It's politics. That's why you gotta, <laughs> exactly. you gotta be cool with the in crowd. You got it's like high school. And yeah. it's some BS. It's some BS. And a lot of people um they always tell me, like, Remy, you shouldn't be saying stuff like that. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm gonna true. say what I want because this is what's real. This is what's really happening in yeah. our state. There's yeah. people being gatekeepers and they gotta chill. They gotta chill because it's not cool. We're talented, uh, we're smart. Like, come on. Like, yes. there's no way you're telling me you don't want to tell our story. Like, that's really crazy. I've won awards in Atlanta, in New York City. Um, but people are giving out awards here, haven't won not one award, and I'm the only one doing celebrity interviews in the state of Rhode Island. Yep. I'm on television. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know, but hopefully things will start to change. Hopefully. By the end of 2022, I'm going to bust open another door where they're going to have there to hear is. me. I'm going to make some noise where I'm going to say, okay, now move up my way because now yeah. I'm in this position. Yeah. One of my business coaches says, be so good that they can't ignore you. Yeah. You know, that's what it boils down to. You got to just, just make it, make what you're doing just so great. It's like, you know what? We have to cover her. Mm -hmm. And then by that time, I'm going to say, no, I probably won't show up. 
<laughs> that's, right. that's right like now now you don't deserve it yeah exactly now, now, I'm, acting, now I'm acting like Beyonce and not coming to the BET Awards <laughs> no it's so true you're absolutely right though because there's there's an agenda and I've done an entire I've done multiple videos on this and my my oldest da daughter and I we actually did one on this too is that you know like you said they don't they don't want to show people of color doing doing well now yeah. this is this is from the politicians from the politicians like like it it, it goes against the agenda mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like that that's what it boils down to and people hate it hate it when i say that but it's a fact if you actually step back and pay attention it's fact you know it's an and absolute you have to fact to know like you yeah. can't an outsider can't say that to me because i'm like you're not even in you're not even in the club so how are you going to tell me how things are going and how things are running and things are not based on politics, politics and stuff like that? And people are not gatekeeping. Yes, they are. You have to stay in your lane. This is what's happening over here in our lane. Yeah, it's They're like, not giving know, us the shine that we deserve. I do not mm -hmm. turn on channel. And I'm not going to say no channels. I'm not going to do that now because we don't get yeah. free promotion anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not going to turn on channel, this channel, and I don't see any hello where's the melon in that i don't see any latino people latinas none of that so yeah. things have got to change i would love to see someone of color be on like something like the road show you know i would love mm. to see a black cast member yeah waiting <laughs> wait. <laughs> like this doesn't make any sense this doesn't make any sense and it's just pissing me off sometimes because i'm like wait a minute there's so many good media personalities i know i'm the top media personality you can't yeah, tell right. me i'm to be on this show and that show there's no way mm. i love, so I love what that are we gonna do to change yeah well with making the, making the strides now you know making the strides now so just keep doing what you're doing like i said blow blow it up and uh I kind of actually want to see that when we're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And I'm quick to say it. I'm quick mm -hmm. to be like that. Because I speak on how I feel and I let people know if I'm feeling something or not. And I'm polite and I do it in a play way. But yeah, I'm going to have to decline that. Mm. Per my last email, I told you I can't come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So how did you how did you get in with the celebrities? What Was it from your time in New York? Um, so I had a few celebrity friends. One of my celebrity friends was R&B singer Maya. Um, mm. Me and her was cool before I started doing anything with media. Um, I used to be, I remember just venting to her about different things. Um, and when this started happening, I was like, girl, I'm going to do celebrities. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, I know you're coming to Boston. I need you to be my first celebrity interview. You got me? Like, I got you. Don't worry about it. Oh, nice. You know what I'm saying? So she was, she actually kicked off my celebrity interview stuff. And because of that, one interview with her led me down a road of doing more interviews. So I always have instant to shout credibility. out. Huh? I said instant credibility. Yeah, for sure. Like, if it wasn't for her, I probably would never got started. Or maybe I would have got started, like, late, more late. You know yeah. what I mean? But because of her, yeah, it definitely helped me. Nice. Yes. Like I've, I've reached out, I've reached out to, to a couple wouldn't necessarily say that I like celebrity status, but just people that have pretty, pretty significant followings just cause you never know. You know yeah. cause, cause like with, with mine, I don't really, I don't really promote my show. Like everything I've done has been organic yeah. and you know, it's being seen in 31, 31 different countries and it's on all the podcast platforms. 
That's and, what- and, and I've really done no marketing <laughs> outside of broadcasting live on Facebook and YouTube. That's right. it. That's right. it. Because, you know, the, the gym is my first business. So I'm there most of the morning. And then when I come here, it's it's, it's awesome to meet new people and connect new people. Because, like, as we're talking, I already have a whole list written down of people that I want to cross-connect you with. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, that's the beauty of doing this stuff. I've met some amazing people. And it's like this one connects you with this one. Who connects you with that one? Who connects you with that one? It's just a never-ending cycle. And like you were saying earlier about you got to watch your circle. Yeah. And, and having a, a circle, said almost 200 people now that have been on the show who are all motivated, they're all driven, they're, they've all been through something. And at any given time, I got at least one of them say, hey, Rob, want to catch up? You know, it's like, we're, like we're all friends now. You know, it's not, not just like, oh, this is my former guest. It's like, no, this is my friend so-and-so, you know. And right. when, you, when, you, when you're sharing those stories and you're getting vulnerable and talking about your upbringing and your relationship with your parents, it's like you're actually creating bonds versus mm-hmm. just an interviewee, interviewer. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. Right. I agree with that. So, so what's next for you? What's next? So my plan is I want to own my own television network. Mm. Um, I want it on a cable. Obviously, I want it on a cable. Um, I want to be able to have local um, like producers, movie makers, mm. artists. I want to have like their own special day where it's nothing but independent people. You know what I mean? Um, and not just from Rhode Island, but from all over. And then the rest, whatever. You could show your baby boy movies or whatever. You know, I'm just saying. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? I'm going to have my own network with different things going on. But I want to have at least a day dedicated to the independent people so that they can get the shine that they deserve. Because honestly, it's hard for people to even get seen. Um, And I think that'll be a great way to do it. And not just reality shows and stuff like that. Let's let's highlight the people that's on the come up, the underdog. Mm. You know, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because at some point, they were an underdog. Yeah, <laughs> know, yeah. And, and, and exactly. And and uh, there's a lot of people that pull people up, and there's a lot of people who don't. And some people feel like, well, everybody can't win, or everybody can't be in the same industry, or everybody. Um, but that doesn't mean you, you stop helping people because you feel like there's no room. Yeah. There got to be some point in time where you see somebody every single day promoting the same thing every two hours, just grinding in the streets, posting video lives. And you're telling me you got the resources to help them and you're not helping. Mm, there's no exactly. way I see you grinding every single day and I'm just going to watch you. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going to pull you up. I'm going to say, well, no, I have to connect to this, uh, this radio show. Let me see what I can do for you. You know, over the years, I've had, like I said, I've, I've trained a couple thousand people. And I think there's like 18 or so of them that have gone on to become fitness coaches. Mm-hmm. All, all because I asked one sentence. I said, have you ever considered being a coach? You know, just planted the seed. And yeah. most, most of them at first were like, um, no, do you think I could do that? And I'm like, well, I wouldn't ask you if I didn't think you could do it. Like you have all the tools. Like if you want to, I think that's something you should explore. If you're not interested, then, you know, don't do it. And then a couple of days would go by and they're like, you know, like they'll text me like, do you really think I could be a coach? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do. And, and you'll, you'll be surprised what you can unlock in someone just by simply asking a question. Like today, one of my girls, 
we, we were doing um, a push-up variation. And so she's been going for, for a while. So I think this is her third week back, I want to say. Yeah. And so so she's like, so what's the modification for that for that push-up? I said, you didn't even try, try it regular yet. And she's like, yeah, but it's going to be too hard. I said, once again, you didn't even try. And so she, so she gets up, she starts going. I was like, see, and she ended up making it the whole round. I, I think, think it was just a 30 second round, but still, but for her, that was huge. Right. So, and I was like, see, I was like, I gave you the task and you instantly defeated yourself. Like you didn't, didn't even rise to it. I said, do we, me, the way I'm wired, I would have been like, all right, I can give you a good three and then I'll have to modify it. Mm-hmm. And I said, so that's the way your thinking has to shift. If you want to have success in this program, because, you know, like the name of this show is Shut Up and Grind, you know, and, and, and it, I call it that because that's how I operate in life. So when people come to my gym, I'm not about the excuses, not about the lack of effort. Like you show up. I want your best. You know, yeah. if you're if your best is three and then you have to modify, I'll take it. But if you just defeat yourself before you even attempt the task, that is not allowed here. That's right. That's right. I also tell people too, you got to speak love and light into someone because you yes. never know what demons they're fighting. You don't know that they, their brain is telling them they can't do it. So just by you saying, yes. no, you can do it. Like you said, it could uh, unlock something. That right there, a person could have been on the edge and you would never know because yep. sometimes people are silent. People really suffer in silence. So I always tell people, speak love and light into your people. It don't matter. Just do it. You just never know. You could really uplift somebody's spirits and, like you said, unlock something. Because that one thing that you unlocked could make them a millionaire one day just off of their talent that they didn't even know that they freaking had hidden. Yes. Because they didn't know it was a passion. Yes. And people spend too much time locking people. Mm-hmm. Telling them what they can't do, telling them what their shortcomings are. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. You'll you'll never lose weight like that. You're over fifty, or you'll never do. Oh, you're like I got told in the beginning because I started my fitness thing in two thousand nine. So we mm. were in a, we were in a recession then. <laughs> so it was yeah. definitely not the best time. But like I always tell people, what other time do you have? <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> you know? tomorrow you could be gone. Just start today. People mm-hmm. always say, "I'm gonna do it after this date," or "I'm gonna do it." Five months from now, and I'm like, but why though? That doesn't even make any sense. Like, yeah, start now. Like, you have mm-hmm. an idea. Holy crap! Open up your your um email. Send out the email. Just get it done. Just get it done. Because tomorrow you can send you an email back, and it could be it could change your life tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, my sister, she's a special educator up in Massachusetts, and so this is back in 2016. So she was at one school. And she was leaving to, she got on the highway to head to another school. And then she woke up three weeks later. Mm. She, had, she had a brain aneurysm burst. And wow. even, even now she's still dealing with par- partial paralysis on her left side. She's able to walk still. Her left arm hasn't fired yet, but like she, she can walk with a cane. I think she just started walking unassisted on a treadmill in her physical therapy, but that fast. Her life got her life got flipped upside down that fast, you know. And she's very very fortunate that she survived. Oh yes, because like she was on the highway when it happened, and so her car veered off. She hit a tree, and then now talk talk about an act of God or act of the universe, whatever people believe in. Behind her was an off duty EMT. So, so he saw the car veer off, so he went right off with her. 
there was an ambulance two miles away. I believe that there was a police car one mile away, and she was three miles away from UMass Worcester Medical Center. So it's like everything was in place for her to survive this. But at first, when, when they first got to her, she was unconscious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because she hit the tree, she had a big laceration on her forehead. Mm-hmm. So they were treating her for head trauma. Right. And then throughout that process. So now the families involved were all flying up to Massachusetts. We don't know if she's dead or alive. They didn't really give us any information. And so we get there and then a couple hours go by and the surgeon comes down and says, you know, we were treating her for trauma. We gave her a, a CAT scan. And then we noticed bleeding on the other side of her head. My God. Yeah, and that's where they, they figured out that she had the aneurysm burst. But but again, I, I just share that just to highlight to people that all you have is now. Mm-hmm. You got to take advantage of opportunities when they arise now. Like when I lost my management job, I'm like, all right, I can do fitness full time now. And did I struggle? Oh, yeah, I struggled. Like uh, my car got repoed, house got foreclosed on, ruined my parents' credit. You know, it's like they're, they're like so much bad stuff happened to get to where we are here. Oh, but yeah. I, but I had enough courage to see it through. Oh, yeah. And not anybody that I spoke to that is successful, they nobody ever not told me that they didn't suffer, mm-hmm. that they didn't struggle. They did it and go through tears and trials and tests and all this stuff. Like, nobody told me that. So, no matter what you go through, you have to keep going no matter what. Yo. And, and I can speak for myself. There was times where I was like, I'm not doing Remy TV no more. I don't got time for this shit. It's too hard. It's crazy. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I'm going back to work. And then I go back to work. Because there was a time I went back to work. Mm. And... People was talking down on me in there. But this isn't your little job that you had at CCRI. And I used to be like, excuse wow. me? I'm, yeah, at a law office. This is not your little job that you had at CCRI. And I'm like, excuse me? Mm. So this is my office. What I what I need from you is I need you to do this. Um, and I'm only, what she say? Because uh, I was working six hours a week. So she was like, the reason why I, no, not six hours a week, six hours a day. Okay. Um, four days out the week. So she was like, and I'm only paying you that because I don't want to have to give you lunch. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Like the stuff that she was saying to me was so crazy. Mm. And she kept saying, mentioning things like, you know, I'm a boss and stuff like that. And I, and it took me a minute to register because I was about to curse her ass out because I was about to be like, bitch, I'm a boss too. <laughs> I got Remy TV. You better stop playing with me. And I said, you know what? They already think that black people are ignorant monkeys or whatever, how you mm. want to say it. So I said, you know what? Let me just, we'll stop. I said, you know what? That's okay. I said, I'm going to, this is my last week here. I said, you don't have to worry about that no, anymore. And I didn't even come back the next day, but I was just like, I can't believe she was talking to me like that. Well, she's a boss. This and I was I'm a boss too. You better, check. You better <laughs> check it out. You better recognize. You better recognize who you're talking to. But just just things like that, it made me realize again, I'm like, this is why it's not a Remy TV, because I cannot work for people like this, for people yes. who think that because they own whatever, that they could talk down to their employees. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me feel like I got employees, but I would never talk to them like that. I would never talk to them like they're beneath me or any of that stuff. They're human beings. Mm-hmm. What if I was on the edge that day? And I went and coughed myself or something like that. This is your little job or you, you know, you basically you ain't shit. Yeah. 
I tell people it's modern day slavery. Mm-hmm. I, I actually had that talk with my daughter the other day. I said, said, do you really think slavery has ended? I said, they they just pay people now. Because yeah. like even even take American slavery out of it. Slavery has been around forever. You know, it's like the, the Romans were, were enslaving anyone that they could. Just the only difference now is that we get paid. <laughs> That's the only mm-hmm. difference. It's like, because notice now with all these mandates and everything, notice that the billionaires' jobs all got, got to stay afloat. Right. You know, the, the NFL stadiums are full. The NBA stadiums are full. You know, while con- well, I can't say concert venues because they did take a hit. But uh, but like everything that affects the billionaires, they're they're still going strong. Yep. But but us peasants, you know, we we can lock us down. You know, it's like that's that's how it is. That's it's just just terrible. the only difference. Like the elites still run everything, and they want us to just be the uninformed, ignorant workers that are going to just continue to do it. You know, so you had your awakening. I had mine. And so many, so many, many people have it. And it shows like this one. And with what you're doing is to let people know there's another way. <laughs> it's like you don't have to deal with that. Right. You know? Exactly. And also, yes. too, I, I tell people all the time, you don't have to run a business. Right. Entrepreneurship yeah. and things like that is not for everybody. Some people really love their their jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't, you know, get that messed up. If you yeah. love your nine to five, do it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just not for everybody. It's not for me. So yes. if entrepreneurship is for you, you feel like it's for you, just try it out and invest in yourself. I know you probably are suffering at your job, but yo, stack up that money. Stack up that money. <laughs> I was working at CCRI making $10 an hour, um, and I still managed to stack up 10K for my business. So there's no excuse. Stop procrastinating. and put $20 away. Have a little envelope that says business money. Put that in there. Put that in there. Invest in yourself. Put your money away for your trademarks. All that stuff. See, and people people have to look at the the things that you're spending on. You can actually make money on. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know how many people spend on Amazon, and they don't realize you can make money with Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like you could. There's a guy. There's a guy I interviewed. Actually, I don't, I don't know if I interviewed him or he was on somebody else's show, and and I heard it. But there's. There's a, there's a, he had a, a just a regular water bottle, not, not even a custom one like this one. It was just a regular water bottle. And it, it was on Amazon. He got the affiliate link, ran a Facebook ad to it, and he makes $4,000 a month selling that stupid water bottle that, That's good. that, that you can buy at Walmart. You, you know, but he's the but goat. He, but he, <laughs> for real, it's like he figured it out. You know, so he's he's like so many people are spending like Amazon has this feature to where you can make money. So yeah. it's like it's like you don't even really have to sell for I mean, save for like an entire year to, to, to get this money. You can make up a digital product. You can tell someone you can teach someone how to braid hair. It's like this is how you braid hair. Someone like me, who was a single father of a young girl back back in the day i used to send her to daycare with hair with hair care supplies mm-hmm. and i had the the uh teacher's assistant do her hair for me you know but but something like that would do good for someone like 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 me i would pay 10 20 30 bucks back then to learn that skill so i could be that dad that could braid my daughter's hair you know, right. like, it, like it doesn't have to be something earth shattering you know charge 20 bucks for it you sell 100 of them you just made two grand Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not even something you have to physically do. You make it once and then you just keep selling it over and over and over. Uh, yeah, it's true. Good stuff. All right. So I got to get ready to head back down to the gym. So give us some final thoughts. 
Okay, my final thoughts are, like how we said before, keep going, stay strong, stay motivated, stop procrastinating, just do it. <laughs> do what you got to do for you. Yes. And what's your, what's your, what, what, your website, Remy TV? Uh, RemyTVmedia.com. That's my Media, website. Okay. I, I, and um, you can follow me on Instagram as well. Um, it's Remy TV Official. Let me TV official. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much. This was an awesome talk. I'm sure we're going to cross, cross paths again. We will. And um, yeah, and I'll reach out to you on Messenger. I'm going to uh, con- connect you up with, with a bunch of other other awesome people. So you can awesome. help spread thank the word. You. All right. And then, uh, like I said, I'll be in touch. Okay. Talk All to right. you soon. All right. Thanks. Take care. All right. Bye. All right, that was Remy joining us on, and we had a solid conversation. We covered a whole wide variety of topics. So if you're t- tuning in late, you, you, you want to go back and check this one out. It's a really, really good conversation. And I'm actually here this whole week. So I have shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We got the all-star panel. Oh, let's get the graphic up. Got the all-star panel on Saturday. I'm here on Sunday as well. So you guys get a six-day dose of Shut Up and Grind. Have a good day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time, shut up and grind.